welcome to the Bromley Adult Education College Digital Drop-In Podcast, getting you back to work with confidence. Hello, I'm Jill Collier and welcome to episode 14 of the Digital Drop-In Podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Mia Waller. Hello Mia. Hello Jill. Mia has, um, is coming to talk to us about various things today. Um, Mia has had a varied career including translating data for a leading betting company. This involved working to deadlines, making sure that the day's information was accurately translated and uploaded to their website. Um, She then moved on to working in a commercial and domestic property market in central London. But her most important job was yet to come, and that was being a mummy to her two very special children. But they are growing up now, and. and she's looking to resume her career. So Mia, what sort of work are you looking for? Well, Jill, I think the most suitable job for me is now is in admin because uh, all my life I've been doing admin. But um, I wish uh, that I can get a job that I can progress because I feel over the time I never progressed into a job. Um, and I would love to look into bookkeeping and do maybe another course and slowly, slowly progress and not just being stuck into admin. Right. And um, when you say admin, is there any particular field of admin? Is there any anything you're particularly interested in, or you're gonna your big guide is going to be the school hours? Ideally, it will be working in a school, so it gives me time to go to work, drop the kids to school and pick them up. So ideally it will be a four hours uh, uh, work, like four hours time. So you're like looking a part-time, for sort of part-time? Part-time, part-time job. Time. That will be ideal. But if I find something else, um, then I guess me and husband can work out and yes. still go for it. Yes. But I am very limited for what I can do because yes. of the kids being at school and my husband working as well. Yes, I mean, I think, like me, you've been lucky enough to experience working in London for many years. I did, yeah. And there's a certain vibe there that you don't get anywhere else, do you? So I think we we both um, can understand that. But this is a different time in your life. You've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yes. And now is time to look for something um, that will fit in with your children and... You know, it, it's just a case of finding. I mean, these jobs are quite tricky to find because there's many mummies out there. They want the same job. They want the same job. Yes. yes. I mean, obviously, schools is a, a good place to target. Um, and 
I know you're moving out of the borough now, but I'm sure the borough you're in has or is moving to will have a similar option. But um, on the London Borough of Bromley website, there is a, um, a sort of jobs available part on the website and you can drill down in, in there. There is often a lot of school jobs on there, um, but obviously some of them are for teaching, but they do have TAs come up or, you know, any job that is within the school goes through the London Borough of Bromley website. Yes, so I'm on the website already. Yes. I've been looking a lot. Oh, have you already yes. where you're moving to? Uh, no, I've been looking in this area. Oh, I see, yes. Uh, because the kids are still going to the same school. Of course, yes. So you do want to stay up here. Yes. yes. Uh, I have applied for two jobs, so unfortunately I didn't get them. But no, I'm not going to give up. I will keep looking and uh, eventually I will get something. You will, you will, because if, you know, both you're very confident about that and also the more jobs you apply for, the easier it, it will gets. get. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, I mean, I've always said looking for a job is a full-time job because to complete these application forms properly, to, you know, convey the right information is not a two-minute job. It can be quite a long process. Mm. But the more you do it, the more you get used to it and um, and then it does become a little bit quicker and, and slicker. Mm. So for your job, you, you've very bravely decided to share with us your feelings of um, anxiety and panic attacks, which is something that is an extremely brave thing to discuss. Um, but sadly, so many of us go through it. Um, as I say, I think probably more people do suffer with panic attacks over something now than don't. And it is beginning to be spoken about, but probably not enough, um, which is why I'm so happy for you to, to um, want to share your feelings. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about how they started or how you can feel a panic attack coming mm. on? So it started four years ago. Um, I was uh, working uh, part-time at um, a recruitment company. And even when I was going to work, I felt like different emotions. And I started to feel a bit anxious when people approached me to talk. Uh, and I felt that's weird. Never happened to me. And uh, as I in people that you worked with, even people I knew or for not years, people I used to work with, um, just out of the blue, I would just get a very strange sensation in my body, and I was wondering what was that. Um, but after I gave up the work, um, the anxiety started to be stronger, and right. um, from anxiety it turned to uh, panic attacks. And this is when I decided to go to talk with my doctor to see what's going on. Um, straight Can you explain what a panic attack feels like for you? I know it's a very, very different <sighs> for everybody, but... So when you start to be very anxious, you get lots of thoughts into your head and your body literally can't cope with it. So I started to have really a really hot sensation on my spine. Right. My mouth started to get very dry and I felt like I'm gonna pass out. Uh, I couldn't eat. Um, I was very unsettled. 
um, so this was very new for me. Yes. And, um, and how long does, I know, it might be a difficult question, but roughly how long could a panic attack last? Would it be 10 minutes, an hour? At the beginning, even up to 15 minutes, a very long period of time, and I didn't know how to cope with it. But because you don't know what it is, after 15 minutes, you have a little break and then it goes back into panic attacks and it goes like panic attack after panic attack after panic attack and I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. Um, it was just horrible times. Um, so sorry, I did interrupt you there. You were about to say, I think, that you went to the doctors. Um, I did go to the doctors. Um, I was worried to go because looking after two kids and having anxiety and panic attacks, I thought I'm gonna be locked away because I won't be able to look after my kids. But surprisingly, when I talked to my doctor, uh, she said that uh, this is very common for parents. Um, and straight away, they uh, put me on medication. Right. It took a, a bit of time for the medication to kick in, but then slowly, slowly, I started to feel a bit more comfortable with myself. Um, this is when I decided that um, I wanted to exercise. Uh, do a bit of meditation. I mean, there's so much help out there. That's um, good to know. Yes. Uh, so your GP was understanding. Yeah, very. Uh, it made me feel a bit more relaxed about it because yes. I thought I'm not alone and a lot of people going through this. And surprisingly, after I started to talk about all this sensation, a lot of mums started to say they feel exactly the same thing. So yes. to be honest, I felt like I'm not alone, even though in my head I felt like, what, uh, what am I doing wrong? Or no, you're I'm definitely, definitely not alone, Mia. But that doesn't help always when you're you're feeling like that, does yeah. it? So it's very hard. Yes. I know a lot of people that tell you just be stronger, just don't go on medication because you're going to be dependent on there. But it's just so hard yes. to to deal with it. If you haven't experienced it, it's just it's something else. It's just yes. like so hard, very very yes. hard. Um, I mean, we discussed this earlier that um, it is something that isn't talked about as much as it should. And I think probably everybody's experiences are slightly different. How our body copes in this fight or flight mode is going to be different for everybody. But, um, you know, I think the dryness of the mouth, the, you know, it, it has an impact on your breathing, which is, I guess, the key issue. So some people feel giddy or faint, other people, you know, there's, there's lots of, of different feelings. Um, and people don't always understand what, mm. what's going on. And but because there was a new sensation for me, I thought I'm having a heart attack. So I had so much help around straight away. My, my husband called his mum and sister and they were with me and as soon as I was having the sensation I, I felt like I need to call the, uh, go to A&E or mm. just call an ambulance yeah. and they're trying to just tell me to understand like no you just need to breathe just calm down and this will go um, but yeah because it was something new honestly I felt like I'm going to pass out or, or die just horrible for you yeah. so you went to the GP and got medication yeah. did they um, did they offer you any other services or did they recommend or did they sort of I don't know sometimes different um, surgeries have 
kind of ancillary services. I'm not. I'm not sure whether they're actually funded by the um, the GP, but there might be kind of counsellors or yes, or there something. Are, there is. I think it's called Bromley Talk. Oh yes. Um, but it's a very long uh, waiting list. A very long waiting list. Uh, I was waiting for nine months um, to go and see somebody. But mm. in this time of nine months. I, you know, I tried everything in my power to mm. <laughs> start reducing the tablets and... Um, did you ever get to them. Bromley Talk or I not? did, I did, but because after nine months I was in a better place, mm. um, I had two sessions and they discharged me after two sessions because they thought I'm doing exactly what I have to do, right. exercising, doing yoga, uh, eating well. Mm. Um, and is yeah, acupuncture something you did try or you I didn't? I did. I did try acupuncture as well because one of my friends recommended it to me. And I felt like acupuncture at the beginning really helped. Right. It really calmed me down. And um, I managed to stop the medication completely wow. with the acupuncture. But then every time I was going out or doing something, I felt like I, I had to have acupuncture in the morning to cope with it. Like so, a bit I of a crutch. so I felt like I was depending again yeah. on something because I felt like I, I won't cope if I don't mm. have acupuncture. So I got to that stage and I talked to the lady that she was doing the acupuncture. I said, I'm depending on acupuncture now and I don't want that. It's not a pleasure anymore. No. I feel like I have to do it rather than just going to enjoy it and just feel good about it. Oh. So this is when I stopped acupuncture because I felt like it's not helping anymore. But So you didn't sort of, um, like you would with medication, you didn't slowly wean yourself off acupuncture, you just stopped cold turkey. I was doing it quite often. So I was doing like uh, at the beginning twice a week and it's not a very cheap thing to do. No. And then um, I just started to do it once a week. I got to a very good place and I was doing it once every three weeks. Oh, lovely. But then with COVID and everything else, I felt like I was getting again very anxious mm. and uh, panicking. Um, but then I decided maybe uh, I need something else than just acupuncture. I was still exercising, I was still running, yoga. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, it's not an excuse, but I do think COVID um, set all strange emotions off in all or most people in all different ways and um, you know we have just lived through two years of uncertainty in so many different ways of our life whether it's our family their health whether it's mm. a job mm. um, you know that, that then went and you haven't got a job There's so much uncertainty that yeah. I think this will be very pertinent to a lot of people that maybe didn't suffer before mm. but just the last couple of years I mean I like to feel we're on the way out of it now but um, so. you know it's still going to be in the background of all our thoughts for a long time isn't it so yeah. um, so I can understand with somebody with a predisposition something out of the blue coming well we would did know this time two years mm. ago but you know this time two and a half years ago if anybody had said we're going to be in a pandemic and there's going to be a lockdown mm. we would never have believed it would we i was very happy to do the lockdown because for me it was such an ease that i don't have to socialize i don't have to go out so i was very happy indoors in the garden with my kids yes. doing homework and everything but then when lockdown eased and had to see people again this is when my anxiety started to come back and that's very understandable yeah. because suddenly you're being put back into a, an uncomfortable yeah. um, situation for you 
Yeah, so I was happy to uh, stop the medication completely, but then the first time we went out with some of our very good friends that we know for years and years, this is when um, I started to panic again. And, uh, and this it is in a social situation, and it's just not uh, triggered it again. And um, again, very strong anxiety, panic attacks after panic attacks, couldn't sleep again. So um, I tried to do hypnosis. Oh, hypnosis, hypnosis right. Hypnosis, yeah. Yes. Um, and it did help for. I went there for two times, but um, with the lockdown, everything she yeah. suggested to do online, but um, I declined it, and I, I just decided to go back on the medication, yeah. which I felt like such a failure because I, tr I worked so hard, um, not to be on medication anymore. But um, I had to do it, and it did help, and here I am. I don't think anybody should feel a failure for going on medication. Medication is there for a reason. And I'm not a doctor, and I would hate to say something medically wrong, but my understanding of medication is that it is just making up the shortfall of what your brain isn't generating at that point. Like a diabetic, you mm -hmm. know, needs their insulin mm -hmm. to make up the shortfall. Um, you know, th there's, there's always, the medication is there for mm -hmm. a reason, and and thank goodness there is. And we, we wouldn't quibble about taking other types of medicine. So, you know, this, this stigma is... Um, I know, but it's just like how other people see you because I feel like I was trying to stop the medication more to please other people yes. rather than for myself. It did help me, yes. big time it helped me. Yes. But I felt like I'm gonna be judged because I'm taking it, I feel like a weakness rather than yes. anything else. Yes. Um, but now I'm feeling more comfortable with myself and uh, I work more for myself rather than please other people. Well, that's, that's really good news to hear. I mean, that does take me on to what I was um, kind of going to ask you, which is mm. how is it going now? You know, how you've overcome your anxiety or not and how, you know, you feel about looking for a job again so that's rather a lot there but um, how are you managing it now how are you feeling firstly so at the moment I'm still on medication which it helps um, I'm working on my confidence that's why I finished uh, Microsoft Office uh, course yes um, and that really helped me to boost my confidence in the past just thinking about get going for an interview I will just get very anxious and very scared of it but slowly, slowly, I feel like I'm more ready for it. Good. Um, I'm still dealing with anxiety and panic attacks, and I, I uh, notice that when I'm very tired and there's too much things going on, this is when really? it triggers ah. the panic attacks. And, and I'm just trying to take it slowly. I don't see exercise as a aid anymore. I do it because I enjoy it. Good. Um, so yeah, I think I'm ready to go back to work because I think I'll be more happier with myself. You've certainly now updated your skills um, to a very high level. You're yeah. a very, very quick learner. Thank you. Um, you know, your work was always completed, well, very speedily, but with huge attention to detail. There's just nothing, nothing I could ever 
pick on your work. It was always, you know, excellent. So it makes me feel very good. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I think it's I think that should give you confidence um, that you've yes. you know you've come to these courses and um, maybe sort of recapped some things but then learnt new skills and mm -hmm. I think you should be confident to go out into the workplace. There is if we look at schools, you know, they have bespoke software. If we look at almost any, well, you've you've worked with um, with the, the betting agency. It was a bespoke um, piece of software. You've worked with properties. I'm sure they have a um, bespoke property management mm. software. So, although you may not know every piece of software that will be in this new job you've got the confidence to know you pick them up very quickly and you you will learn yes, how to, yes. to, to work with that because all software is doing is is tailored to the particular company you in you're in to make life easier for you not diffi more difficult mm. you know so um, I think you should be confident about about um, getting a job um, yes but I think I'm still dealing with anxiety and panic attacks yeah. I just I'm not as harsh with myself as I used to um, I'm just gonna take it easy and the plan is after we've moved and settled is to go to do a sort of therapy just to understand more because I could never accept it so I need to understand what I'm going through rather than to fix myself I think you're absolutely right um, I I hope you find answers but I don't think you will find that one kind of magic I'm wand sure moment yeah. but I think you're quite right to, to pursue it um, a, again my understanding of these things and it's only third party as to all the people I listen with interest that talk about it is the older we get the better we get at managing our anxiety and or whatever panic attacks whatever it is we we learn to manage it and we find the tools in the toolbox that work for us whether it is CBT or you know as you say hypnotherapy all of these different things um, I, I'm delighted that so many well-known people discuss it very openly on TV mm. and um, or in podcasts whatever it is you listen to and there does seem that, I know it didn't happen to you when you were very young, but some people have grown up with it all their lives and our kind of immature brain can be quite angry about it. And like, why me? Why am I exactly. different? Um, exactly. I just want to be like everybody else. Mm. And I think with age comes maturity that hopefully you get to the point where you say, well, this is me, this is me, and I now have adequate tools to manage the situation but it's going to be like a diet or anything it's going to work most of the time but we all fall off the wagon <laughs> and um or I do anyway <laughs> um and you know I'm, I'm sure it won't be a hundred percent but I think the more work you can do on yourself and as you say you know just to try be very open to yeah. anything that is out there and, and try and understand yourself um, and feel comfortable in your own skin, really, isn't it? Yes. So I do wish you very well with Thank your you. move and um, with taking on this additional therapy. But 
I, you know, you could be looking for a job now, Mia. Strike while the iron is hot. You've got all of this knowledge behind you, and um, you know, and we all know it, it can take a little bit of a, a while to be applying for jobs and getting them, and um, it's just a good experience to keep going through. So I will do, Jill. Yeah, I will. Well, thank you very much. It was extremely brave of you, thank you. to talk about this. <laughs> and it's the first time of all my podcasts, it's the first time I've dipped my toe into something so personal. So I do hope I haven't said the wrong thing or offended you. No, um, absolutely not. And I, I truly thank you for being so brave. Thank you. All right then. Bye-bye. Bye. For help with all your job searching needs, do visit one of our digital drop-in venues. On a Monday, we are open 12.30 to 3.30pm at our Poverest Centre. And on a Tuesday, we are open 10am to 2pm at our Kentwood Centre. In our sessions, we offer free use of computers for job searching, advice on creating a winning CV, plus lots of short training courses to gain skills in the digital world. This podcast has been produced by Bromley Adult Education College. For full details of how we can support your return to work, visit our website www.baec.ac.uk and search for Digital Drop. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes.